This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 18th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Senate Finance tackles infrastructure funding. USTR confronts Canada over dairy quotas. And China buys more U.S. corn. Senate Finance tackles infrastructure funding. The Senate Finance Committee is focusing today on how to fund a massive infrastructure package. The witnesses at today's hearing will include Shirley Bloomfield, CEO of NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association, who will be offering some options for structuring funding mechanisms. Keep in mind, President Joe Biden's Rural Broadband proposal prioritizes funding for local governments, nonprofits, and cooperatives as opposed to private providers. Bloomfield argues that there is room for private partnerships with local governments, but says it's a bad idea to let local governments provide broadband that competes with local uh, private providers. U.S. and EU agree to work out steel trade disputes. The U.S. and European Union signaled this week that they're preparing to enter talks to resolve their disputes over steel and aluminum trade that continue to impact the U.S. ag sector because of retaliatory tariffs. The EU is levying about $3.3 billion of import taxes on U.S. goods, such as orange juice, cranberries, corn, and rice, in retaliation for U.S. tariffs, Section 232 on steel and aluminum. Cheap steel and aluminum imports are a threat to both the U.S. and the EU, according to a statement released jointly by U.S. and European trade officials. The official said they agreed that as the United States and EU are allies and partners, they can partner to promote high standards, address shared concerns, and hold countries like China that support trade-distorting policies to account. Rangeland winter wheat suffer amid drought. The spring's drought continues to take its toll on western rangeland and the nation's winter wheat crop. Some 44% of U.S. pasture and rangeland is listed in poor or very poor condition, up from 16, 16% at this time last year. That according to the USDA's weekly crop progress report. Some 74% of Arizona's pasture and rangeland is in very poor condition, 14% rated as poor. Other states having the worst problems include North Dakota, where 47% is in very poor condition, Washington at 38%, Montana and Oregon at 32%, and California at 30%. Meanwhile, 19% of the winter wheat crop is rated either poor or very poor. Oregon is one in the worst shape, with 55% rated as poor or very poor. Some 35% of the Texas crop and 30% of Colorado is poor or very poor. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers. 
grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USTR confronts Canada over dairy quotas. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met with Canadian Trade Minister Mary Ng on Monday outside of the USMCA Free Trade Commission meetings taking place this week. She took the opportunity to press her on the importance of Canada fully meeting its USMCA commitments, including its allocation of dairy tariff rate quotas. Dozens of U.S. dairy groups and companies sent a letter to Ty on Friday asking her to demand Canada stop misusing the quotas. Canada agreed under USMCA to increase U.S. access to Canada's market for milk, cheese, cream, skim milk powder, butter, ice cream, and whey by establishing new quotas. But the American industry says Canada has been manipulating those quotas for months to block the entry of products like cheese. Now take note, Ty also confronted Mexico's Secretary of Economy in a separate conversation over Mexico's refusal to approve new genetically modified plant traits. Ty in a statement said she emphasized the need for, quote, an immediate resumption of authorizations of agriculture biotechnology products. China buys more U.S. new crop corn. USDA announced yesterday an export sale, 1.7 million metric tons of U.S. corn to China for delivery in the 21-22 marketing year. It's just the latest in a recent series of substantial Chinese commitments to buy more of the next U.S. corn crop. Chinese committed to purchase of 5.1 million tons of 21-22 corn between May 7th and May 14th. Lawmakers want to find out about the status of the Department of Justice probe into the meat industry. Sixteen senators and congressional representatives are seeking updates from the Justice Department on an antitrust investigation into the meat industry that began about a year ago. Since DOJ sent civil investigation demands to the nation's largest meat packers on May 22nd last year, the American people have seen no public results from the investigation, the lawmaker's letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland said. In fact, there is no information to even suggest whether the investigation has concluded or is still ongoing. Cattle producers, especially small feeders, are again experiencing difficult conditions that are threatening their ability to stay in business, they said. With a tight supply chain, any changes in processing capacity can have a dramatic impact on cattle prices, preventing producers from capturing margin from boxed beef rallies. Among the signers, who are all Republicans, Senators Chuck Grassley of Iowa, John Thune of South Dakota, and Representatives Dusty Johnson of South Dakota, Randy Feenstra of Iowa, and Liz Cheney of Wyoming. USDA extends period for commenting on ag supply chains. The Agriculture Department has given the public another month to comment on agriculture supply chains to assist USDA in preparing a report. The comment period was due to end May 21st, but now will end June 21st. About 100 comments have been received so far, that according to the online regulatory docket. Biden issued an executive order February 24th 
directing Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack to prepare a report within a year assessing the supply chains for the production of agriculture commodities and food products. Biden heads to electric vehicle production plant. President Joe Biden is traveling to Dearborn, Michigan to visit a Ford electric vehicle facility where he'll give a preview of the new F-150 Lightning, an all-electric truck being unveiled Wednesday night. Biden will likely use the backdrop to promote his infrastructure proposal, which includes $174 million to boost electric vehicle charging stations across the country. We hope that Ford tells Biden that their goal is to rapidly scale up production so that it can be available in stock at every Ford dealer across 50 states. Joel Levin, executive director of Plug-In America, told AgriPulse the company plans to start production next spring. Meanwhile, if you'd like to learn more about what impact electric vehicles could have on the biofuels and liquid transportation industry... You can listen to AgriPulse Deep Dive, available at agripulse.com. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 18th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.